Hey, so we had our second in this series. I think there's four in this series of, of whatever. They, uh, after Hello Everyone, they had a new slide up. A new slide that said, everyone, please make sure you're on mute. Uh, mm. Please be respectful of others. Uh, a picture of you. Do Are not you multitask. Serious? Do not multitask was one. <laughs> because... <laughs> Oh my god. You see, you do have an effect on the world. One man can I make do. a difference. <laughs> yep. Yep. I love how now there's just gonna be instead of like the do not multitask, do not curse at people, be on you know, make sure you're on mute. There's just gonna be a picture of Ben going like make, making the shrug <laughs> face and everyone will just know. Kicking a baby. <laughs> just ben, honestly like a baby. uh Ten years from now, like uh, you're you're confused. Like, sorry, I cursed on a Zoom face. Could become like the new like uh, like crosswalk guy. Like, you'll be the new outline of like, <laughs> please mute your shit and behave. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was uh, I am less upset about it because people didn't r- catch on that I was doing it to him. Because he's some new joiner who's just like trying. He's puffing himself up to try to seem cool for this, right? I mean. Oh, I know a bunch of stuff about things. I'm trying to make friends with people. You're doing it wrong. And I hate you and everyone hates you. <laughs> Your real crime, Ben, is that now company policy is no multitasking. You can't multitask anymore during Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I never did again. <laughs> I love how you ruined it for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Ben. <laughs> I definitely didn't bring my pedal board up to put underneath my desk so I can loop during calls, too. <laughs> <laughs> that same afternoon. <laughs> uh, stupid, yeah. baby, stupid 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 baby. Yes, stupid baby. I, I sampled it. Now I sampled my cringe. <laughs> the funny thing, like, so people are sharing it, but they're clearly going, go right to 1453. Or, you know, or one hour 1453. <laughs> That uh, that third party will definitely get another contract because when they get a review at the company, they'll be like, wow, this was the most watched training video of all time. <laughs> yeah. These are Pornhub numbers. <laughs> yeah, these are Pornhub numbers. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to... I'm going to start taking that term, Corey, and applying to other things. So, like, a lot of times in sports, uh, when someone's just doing having a crazy day, they're like, these are video game numbers, but I'm going to, like, someone scores 57 points in a basketball game. Whoa, he's putting up Pornhub numbers. (laughs) Oh, you guys don't go watch sports there? What do you do? I I go there, I watch sports. I just got some good good basketball games or some real classics. You know, I would... Watching the 1984 Final Four the other day is pretty, pretty intense. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I was watching the 1994. <laughs> 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 Real good fundamental. It goes down to the last second. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you, no matter how many times you watch it, you're still on the edge of your seat yeah. by the end. <laughs> Thrilling from the start to the finish, man. Just uh, it gets a little dirty there, and the, there's some there's some rough play. Uh, you know, and you hate to see that, but I mean, you know, it's 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 a really intense environment, and sometimes things get kind of out of hand. Hey, this week we're going to talk about the uh, movie Escape from New York. 
classic, uh, I don't even remember, 1984, um, Kurt Russell, James Cameron, um, good times. Um, I'm well prepared because I don't know when it came out, uh, or how much it cost to make or any of that stuff. Whatever. Um, the movie, Escape from New York. 81. Ben, don't worry. No one's worked out how to do movies on podcasts yet. <laughs> right. This is a, a brand new thing. It's right. virgin territory here. We're... Uh-huh. Oh, reminder to the listeners, this you cannot see the movie <laughs> that we're talking about. <laughs> uh, to our listeners, that's, Im- that's good advice. Um, <laughs> um, have any of you guys seen this before or had any of you seen it? before no i had never seen this movie before in my life and the one time i went to rent it the only movie they had was escape from la which i'm told is even worse and i was told not to rent it by the people allowing me to rent movies they're like not this one don't do it <laughs> interesting <laughs> no interesting. netflix had the la one but ne- and i'm here in la i'm like i'll watch that and even netflix is like it's not for it it's not for you <laughs> i had to click through several extra menus <laughs> like are you sure are you right, really sure, sure? Did you mean Escape from New York? We don't have that one. Uh, Do you have laundry? LA Confidential. How about that one? But here's the thing: like I've, I've heard of it forever. I've never seen it. I don't know any references from it. This movie struck me. Um, I, here's, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat: I hated this movie. Whoa! Up until the point where I saw a car with chandeliers for headlights, and then I was <laughs> okay. That's, that's not so far. That's not so far down. Well, I did want to Ben's prompt. Uh, that, he, that you had sent out was like, let's talk about why it is so badass. And I wanted for, f- to talk about, like, can we... Oh, you guys can, can critique it, for it, sure. It, yeah. Okay, we, we can talk about things where it's not badass, even even though it does That's have fair. any great badass elements. Uh, it's maybe not bulletproofly No, of br- course, man. It's a, it's a low-budget movie. <laughs> it was made for not much money at all. It's not a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, a, it's it's not an execution of the art. Mm. As far yeah, as an action it is, movie, and I'd win. Hey, you guys can, uh, if you don't uh, take my word for it, you can uh, read plenty of um, film critics who who think pretty highly of it. Uh, but uh, uh, again, Matt, have you se- you had you seen it before? No, I, I hadn't. Um, I had heard of Escape from L.A. I don't think I'd actually heard of this. Okay, one. Um, this one, yeah, I don't know. I somehow never saw it. I I had known like yeah, yeah, Escape, and I heard the same thing that Corey had that like. Uh, there's Escape from L.A., but because uh, I, re- I remember when that came out, I like I was aware that there's some weird like apocalyptic surfing thing that happens or something that I remember going like, <laughs> the fuck is this? Um, but yeah, I've heard that 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 sucks. Um, a loyal flap listener, um, uh, Jay, uh, I don't fucking know, Patrick, I suppose, uh, V.A. Uh, Van Alsdell, um uh, years ago had said, he brought up some references, and I was like, hey, and he said, you know, Escape from New York, nope, and he's like, ah, you suck, and he bought the movie for me, um, so, oh, wow. uh, he's like, you should watch this, it's, it's good. I'll tell you what, that's a step, that's a step more than I ever do with the movie, I tell people I'll, I'll pay for the rental if they don't like it, mm. but to buy it for them, that's a seal of approval. <laughs> yeah, I watched it, and... The very first viewing, I the first thing that struck me was like it's moving pretty slow for an action movie. You know this this moves pretty slow. This moves pretty slow, um, and it does. the The pacing is pretty slow. Um, I think even for other action movies of the eighties, like early eighties, um, it's on the slow side. But Corey, you've never uh, heard of this before yet. How many times have you played Metal Gear? 
Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's who Snake, Snake is yeah. modeled after. Yes, absolutely. Snake Plissken, down to the hairstyle, the eye patch, everything. Uh, yeah. So so general reactions. Uh, it seems like uh, lukewarm at best with you and uh, Grant, and actually probably Matt too. No, I mean I enjoyed it. It was uh, like you said, it's a very slow action movie, and like the tr- the main trait of our hero is he's tired. <laughs> I think that's you have an action movie where a guy's like, "Oh, I'm just so tired." I actually, I didn't, I, I wasn't, I really judging it for action. Uh, to me, once it, it's if you're doing a dystopian movie, then it's more about the dystopia that you set up in the cool mm-hmm. world that you create, and not. Necess- I, I wasn't really looking for like, well, it's there's not enough kicks or punches. Um, but it, I, I think uh, watching a movie is so much about um, like what you bring into watching it, right? Like who you're watching it with, what attitude you have. Mm-hmm. And Ben, if you would have said, um, oh man, what was that fucking horrible Disney movie we watched? The Earth, the Earthquake? No. Uh, uh, Black Hole. The, Earth Black Hole. I know it was some sort of phenomenon. <laughs> One of those space movies. That space movie. There's Earthquake. <laughs> One of those like, space disasters. We purposely said, a flood. hey, this is one of the worst <laughs> movies of all time, and so you watch it with a certain attitude. Yeah. And if you would have said, like, wow, let's watch, this one's super cheesy, let's watch it, I would have watched it with a certain lens. And you said, let's watch it for how badass it is. So I was looking for badass, and I and I definitely found it. So, like, um, I don't think it's flawless, but, like, I, I get where the badassery comes yeah, in. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, well, why do you suppose this is a cult classic? Or, like, what makes this thing a cult classic? Or why yeah. why do people still... Um, cause I could find some articles in the last year that people were, cause people were talking about, you know, current times or something and dystopia or blah, blah, blah. And they brought this movie up. Why are people still writing about this very low budget movie? James Cameron has made lots of good movies. Kurt mm. Russell's made lots of good movies. Think um, John Carpenter. More. Uh, James Cameron sorry. was involved. He was involved. He was like a cinematographer you are right. or something. Yes. But thank, thank you. Thank you. John yes. Carpenter. Carpenter's made uh, uh, other movies. Kurt Russell's made other movies. Even other cult movies that are, are probably more well-known. And frankly, I like better, like Big Trouble in Little China. Um, that's Kurt Russell. That's a yeah. little bit more interesting and more fun and more more my wavelength, at least. Um, so why why do people care about this one? It's the Big Trouble in Little China factor where that movie you're like, I don't know, it's a it's Mortal Kombat before video games. Like that's how you explain it to people, right? Yes. So with with this, it's like, I don't know, it's like New York's a prison. Just watch it. Walls don't work, but just watch it. One thing I, I thought that this would have been like it's almost like someone made a video game into a movie, but they actually did it well and they didn't like over cheesify or fuck it up somehow. Cause video game plot of I got to fly into prison town and uh, and find a guy and kill people and sometimes or blit. Okay, and then there, it's a movie. But without going like, but Mario can jump because he has shoes that expand and like, right. You know, they fuck up every video game movie, but I thought that this is kind of interesting because this was almost like video game into movie. Very much so. And um, of all like the, like you said, like your friend was like quoting it and you're like, no, I got nothing. Same thing happened with me. The last time um, Isaac Hayes was over at our house, everyone kept calling him the Duke of New York, King, uh, King of New- Duke of New York, A number one. And I was like, I don't get it. What's, yeah, exactly. What is going on? Yeah. That was actually it. If you go to John's house, you have to call him the Duke of Grandview, A number one. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just, uh, it becomes a great cult classic just for, from the concept where you're like, 
uh, if you just put it, put the the synopsis out, like New York or really Manhattan. Let's be honest, Manhattan mm-hmm. is a prison island, and they just drop motherfuckers out there and let them rule their own prison world. Like that alone is like, oh, cool. You can go a lot of cool directions with that. Like, what would happen? What would it be like? Mm-hmm. And let alone the president crashes a <laughs> jet there with a, a suitcase filled with nuclear secrets that must get to Connecticut. Are you, are and, you a bad enough then, dude to save him? Then the world's greatest prisoner must break into <laughs> it. They just really like keep one-upping themselves. I love themselves. the fact. No, I was just gonna say I love the fact that you know that setup makes no sense, but it's a movie. I can suspend my disbelief, you know. And throughout the entire movie, people just know who Snake is and thought he was dead. <laughs> and at no point is it explained, <laughs> which I am very fond of, actually. I like that, uh, I like that aspect yeah. of it. Yes. Yes. That's something I'm that like, was... like, who is he? Why did they think he was dead? So this was the third time that I've seen this. Um, and, okay, it's convoluted plot, right? Uh, that, like, okay, there's he the prisoner has to... But all in all, the plot is not that complicated. And they don't over-explain, what are the world politics now? I don't know, something with Russia, and maybe there was another country, but even on the third viewing, I don't remember. There's something about nuclear secrets, but they don't they don't worry about that. They never, like, get into it or have to keep referencing it. It's just, get the tape. He has to get the tape. There's, you gotta save the president. Yeah, but who, and he doesn't even care. He's like, ah, f- yeah, but fuck him. There, there, he has a thing he has to do. And it's not so complicated, which I like. Like, they don't tr- bend over backwards trying to explain some complicated plot. I have a theory that this was originally a stage play. Uh, and then... Here we when are they couldn't in New get York. A... We're in a right? crazy post-apocalyptic <laughs> New York. <laughs> got 30 seconds, so we're cutting his fingers off. 29 <laughs> seconds, so we're cutting his fingers off. 28 seconds. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just... <laughs> But it's like, like you said, the <coughs> the budget is very low budget. Like every every like scene, you're like, wow, they sure did duct tape some cracks onto that building uh, that they have oh, some yeah. like an old couch. Oh yeah, that old couch in front of every building. It's the same couch in every shot. They just keep moving the trash oh, yeah. around. We, we, uh, but yeah, it's low budget in the sense, and like I said, it is called it's culty, and like I'm, I'm a big fan now. It's low budget in the sense that the way they say, you know, the Velvet Underground didn't play a lot of shows, but everyone who saw them started mm-hmm. a band. Mm-hmm. I believe everyone who has seen this movie is a currently a movie producer. Everyone who has ever <laughs> seen this movie. Because <laughs> they're like, well, hell, I can get Kurt Russell to, to squint in front of some burning couches. Like, that's not hard. Yeah. I, I And yet it works. I think you're probably right, Corey. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a cinema philo, uh, but I... I am sure there's probably a lot of tropes taken from this that I would go, well, of course, that's another stuff. But because I saw this so late, you know what I mean? Like when you go back and see one that someone goes, oh, the tropes are from this. Sometimes I recognize yeah. them and sometimes I, uh, I don't know. 48 hours is every buddy cop movie goes back to 48 hours. And if you watch that, yeah, you're like, this is right? the most generic movie ever. This sucks ass. But it's because every other movie <laughs> copied it. That's why. Yep. The Angry Chief and. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 That was the first time they're like, an angry police chief will never play. <laughs> the mayor's on his ass? Whoa, hold on. <laughs> he better do things by the book. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. When you're up against it, following the book's the only way. Um, there's something about this uh, that while I was watching it, the sound wasn't great. And I turned on subtitles and I learned that Hawk's name is H-A-U-K. Yeah. Um, 
that's terrible. Uh, and it makes me love the movie more. <laughs> they wrote it <laughs> like, more like H-A-W-K, like his name's Hawk, and someone slapped that out of his hands, and he comes back like H-A-U-K. They're like, there, that's believable now. <laughs> right. So the, the thing No one's going to be named Hawk right. with a when, W. <laughs> when you like start to realize like how much work goes into making a single fucking shot of a movie, it's mind-bending amount of work. It's tons of people and coordination. You go... Wow, very little is left to chance or accident. Like if you are if you are writing some guy's name repeatedly, you're like, no, we're spelling it this way for a reason. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, was it just that's future name? Oh, like Hauk. Yeah. Like a real future guy, like a future cop named Hauk. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh movies like this where I mean, if he would have had a bunch more money, maybe it would have been uh, a lot cooler or something. Um, but he he had a he had trouble. I was reading about this today. He had trouble with getting the movie made. A lot of studios didn't want to do it, and they didn't want uh, Russell to do it, and and other things like that. But um, I like that you, because come on, the the graphics are cheesy, the special effects are pretty cheesy. Um, but that if you go, no, I don't know. Come on, I just want to make this. It seems like a, it's a fun story to a shoot 'em up situation, and also one where you're like, yeah, fuck the president. Fuck the stupid government. Fuck the war. Fuck all of this crap that I don't care about. Um, and then this guy's cool because he's like, yeah, fuck that. And, and and he tells the president to eat shit. I actually think more money isn't always better. Um, and in fact, a lot of times the, these cult movies become a cult classic because, yeah, it's, it's rougher on the edges. And this one maybe even in some places were rougher than some. But uh, – when you're when you have constraints, uh, budget being one of them, like you're forced to like be creative, and uh, so this was like, according to Wikipedia, six million dollar budget. It made twenty five million dollars. Uh, it's it's sequel. Granted, uh, it was you know like fifteen years later, but it was a fifty million dollar budget. It made twenty five million dollars. <laughs> so. Um, well, okay, so you have right, that example, right, but right. wait a George Lucas minute. When, the, when has this ever Star Wars <laughs> happened where you have a bunch of unlimited money and fuck it all up like the prequels? I, I've never heard of that before. Well, I did hear uh, John Carpenter is currently working on um, uh, a, a director's cut of Escape from New York where there's going to be like um, snakes going to be like walking through New York and you'll see like an iguana, like a giant iguana walking around in the background. You know what? One of the characters mentions a dewback lizard, but I don't see it. They just kind of off screen yeah. it like, sorry, I'm late. There was a dewback over there. Here's the dewback. <laughs> yeah. Like every time someone mentions a thing, you have to see it then. I had a beer the other day when I was flying <laughs> and I was in the war. It flashbacks to every single thing that he ever says. Yeah. Ben is visually doing all of the things that he was talking about for yes. the listener. Yeah. For the, for the listener, Ben just did. Imagine Ben doing all the things he said. But really, really well. <laughs> nah, you'd have to imagine hard. Um, so <laughs> Our double diamond hoggies are imagining really well. You guys get to oh, see yeah. I did yeah. a great job of mm-hmm. it. Regular listeners who are on the free episodes only, I did an okay job. Well, we mailed the hoggies the, the Imaginatron to 4000 to help them imagine. Exactly. Only the hoggies have the imagination uh, to do that. Uh, it's, it's a perk of the uh, it's a double diamond level. Um, what Matt was saying about the the low budget, there's a moment in here where, I mean, of course it's a super low budget film. You can see that right away because there's no lighting and it's terrible. Um, but there's a shot that makes me so happy where they walk up to the helicopter and then like, wait, not yet. And then leave. 
because it gives them a whole extra scene of walking up to a helicopter they rented. Like, we've got this for a day, guys, and we're, and we're rapping. Like, do you guys want, is there anything else you want to do with the helicopter? Dude, I can get us 15 minutes of extra movie time if we just walk up and pretend it's that's not. Awesome, yeah, oh, that's Corey. brilliant. Let's do this. Great point. Yes, yes, yes. Because reading, reading about it, it was like there were certain things that were really difficult on a on a shoestring budget. or a, well, That's the second time I've said that. I don't even know if that's a fucking phrase. On a low budget. Whatever. Uh, that right. he had, they had trouble uh, getting shots in New York. They had trouble. I think the helicopter was a situation too. But uh, yeah, like, but once you've got it parked on the lot and lit, you're like, just keep walking up to everyone, it. Everyone, walk up to you. Walk up to it. Someone order fries. Someone make a yeah. Order dinner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to walk up to it, but drop the cake right before you get there. <laughs> <laughs> Not on it. No, we'd have to clean it. Grant, what did you think of this movie? Uh. So I had heard of the movie. I knew of it. I knew what the premise was. Uh, I did expect to like it and was very surprised that I very much did not like it at all. <laughs> I ah. don't know that I hated it, but I really did not like it. Uh, but as it's not to a what, good movie. What makes it uh, a cult movie or what? How does, how does movies become cult movies? Anything that is sufficiently different will become a cult movie because some group of it will it will resonate somehow with some group of people. Uh, most people will bounce off it, but there's some anything different enough, anything outside of the normal vibrations will vibrate and resonate with some group of people, and they'll love it. And I do not. I had no uh, sympathetic vibration. Ah. I sat. <laughs> I sat on my couch unvibrated. Ah, I kind of like uh, post-apocalyptic movies, so maybe that's that's one yes, reason. I expected to like the movie. I just didn't like it. I mean, to be honest, the 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 premise of the world that they're in, where New York is a hellhole you can't escape, and the world just runs on gas as its main currency, like that's not that far. Road Warrior had already, already. Like, Mad Max had already been done. Mad Mad Max predates right, this. And, I mean, even but even in this sense of like you know like yeah, I'd murder a guy oh, for his hat. I got hat. what you're saying. Like, Sorry, I was thinking like uh, that it wasn't like such a different movie that had been made. But you mean like that's not so far off from where we are today? Yeah, right. I'm like I could. I mean, um, one of the one of my favorite characters. Um, I don't know his name. I, I had him as um, Dragon Ball Speed. Um, the, <laughs> the guy with the yeah, hair. yeah, 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 oh, with the Sonic okay. Hedgehog haircut, blonde Sonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I I like that he was like, you know, get at 30 seconds or we're going to kill the president. Get out of here. But uh, that he's just counting him down. That was pretty cool. But then he hisses at him. He leaves like, yeah, all right. He's just just a vile subhuman whatever. Um, I liked liked, uh, the inclusion of characters like that. It was cartoony. I was like, ah, I see. I see where we're going. Hilariousness. Yeah, I think that guy was a member of the band Prodigy, right? Yes, exactly. He was the <laughs> um, wicked fire starter that they've that they've spoken so much about. <laughs> I believe he smacked someone's bitch up. <laughs> the uh, I I think um, it like Grant. That's a great point. It's sufficiently different, and I imagine particularly in, at its time, like just they're throwing a bunch of weird shit out there, right? Uh, it's not just um, you know, although. Quick aside, if you go back and watch the the first, like, let's say you're used to Mad Max Fury Road and today's oh, what we think of apocalyptic, uh, like, sparseness, <laughs> but weird. If you watch the first Mad Max, that's some weird fucking shit, and it does not work. Yeah. The weird-ass yellow cars and their fucking, yeah. That, yes, the that first time work. that I watched, because I had watched The Road Warrior, and then the first time I watched Mad Max, it was like, this sucks. And then, like, I, I watched it again, and like... 
that's a good point because I actually have liked this uh, this movie the more times that I've seen it. Like, uh, there's more parts yeah. that I I kind of settle into it. So, and so I I think you're right. It's sufficiently different enough, but it also and and I and I think what I keep talking around is like there there's a lot of bad to it, but it it is it has enough sufficiently awesome things that like oh, okay that this is weird or that's not working mm-hmm. for me, but it just keeps bringing you like enough cool things, enough badass things. And it does the cameos so well, like when fucking Ernest Borgnine, like <laughs> they, they they constantly are like all the characters that they introduce, they do it so well. Where it's like there's a, some there's a, a little air of mis- mystery around this one guy, mm-hmm. and he's a badass. And then oh, it's Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, cool, right? But they also or don't go like Ernest Harry Dean Stanton with a doesn't te- chew the scenery or, or like you know like come in and like smooch the camera or something like that. Or Isaac Hayes doesn't start singing or something, and like. Exactly. They play it That's low. what I, I, they I do like play that a low. lot, actually. There's there's a moment where Snake is tired. I know that narrows it down. But um he's tired and he's in New York and he finds this uh this this woman and she's like, You're Snake Pliskin or something and they're like about to kiss and then the floor opens up and eats her and I was oh, like, yeah. Okay, thought she was gonna be the love interest, now she's dead. Yeah. And then later on, Adrian Barbeau, I was like Yep, Snake's going to dive in front and save her. Nope, she gets crushed Uh by a car in a bloody mess. Look, he doesn't even try that hard when she's like, give me the gun. And he's like, all right, cool, because then I'm going to (laughs) escape. But that's fair. He just saw her for, like, he's known her for a few hours now. And then it's just kind of like, all right, random lady, I'm in this for myself. (laughs) I like that uh, nothing is so, okay, I don't want to say nothing is over the top. How do I say this? Look, Snake is the action star. Um, he's a good badass. He doesn't posture a whole lot. He doesn't talk a whole lot. He doesn't have like things where you go, oh, come on. Like now he's suddenly the hero, like this selfless person. No, he's pretty much like, I don't know, fuck you and fuck these people and whatever. And the end, he probably starts a nuclear war by doing a, a switcheroo with the tape. There's like a Deadpool level, there's like a Deadpool level, like winking at the camera where. He like rolls his eyes at having two seconds left on his timer before his neck exploded. He's like, ah, did we have to? Like, come on. Come on. Like, I know what this is ridiculous. Did we have to do two seconds? He's like yeah. fed up with it himself. He's like, this is ridiculous. But yeah, none of the other stuff like there, there, there aren't for the Duke of New York. Where are his like long, crazy monologues and like extra shit? They just don't have that. And that's why I like it. I mean, Cabby is a lot. Uh, there's a lot where it's like, hey, Snake, I'm drinking your piss, Snake. Hey. Uh, like, oh, yeah, easy, but it's Ernest it, Borgnine. I let, I'll allow it. It's fucking Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. yeah. Hey, kids, you may remember me from Fatso <laughs> Judson. Uh. <laughs> hey, I got a TV deal for Airwolf. Check me out on CBS on Thursday night. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe he was saying that. I don't know. I don't know what channel Airwolf was on. Aside from Ernest Borgnine, everyone else um, barely explains what they're doing, which is also refreshing. <laughs> like the like the most in depth dialogue where the where they're like monologuing at the end. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton's trying to tell Isaac Hayes like this might be a bigger deal. We might actually have to you know give the president back, and he's like, I don't want to listen to you. And that's their conversation. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think that this might be bigger. Fuck off. Oh, I like okay. the... Corey, you mentioned earlier about the, oh, I thought you were dead, um, that they keep saying that. Um, eh, that's fun. They're, and not yeah. explaining it at all. Uh, I, I like that. Um, okay, so uh, weird shit or uh, corny effects. Uh, I like that it's the future, okay? 
I mean, it's 1997, and it definitely wasn't the future, not to set up any future episodes we might do um, in the next couple weeks or minutes. But uh, <laughs> I, I like it's the future. And then at the very end, um, Lee Van Cleef is like, uh, there's some, it's the last walkie-talkie he uses, but it's like two two-liters taped together. Oh. It's the biggest one I've seen in my life. That one was gigantic. <laughs> it was a prop torpedo that he was like, Hugging and he was like, hey, "Hold on, no, don't go." You know what I'm talking about, Grant. It's at the at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. There were earlier ones with a fake phone, like a you know '80s idea of what yeah. a future phone might be. But that one was like, that's awesome. Was that was that the guy playing Hulk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulk. That's my yeah. But, um, excellent ending. Uh, I I can't believe I I didn't know this from any other like. How, how have I never you know seen this meme or whatever of like you're gonna kill me now, Snake. I'm too tired. Yeah. Uh, somehow that was um, <coughs> that's like the uh, uh, the Buckaroo Banzai ending of like we're not gonna have any ending here. We'll just we'll just kind of move on. Yeah. Uh, we'll save this for another day. And I like the uh, like got another jab for you if you want to see another movie, Snake. <laughs> <laughs> There's another movie in it for you if you wanna if you wanna squint. There that there can be the like you know what now we'll be friends or something and like oh come on I mean, that guy's a dickhead he tricked him he. He's only doing this because that guy was going to kill him otherwise, you know, or else he would have taken the glider and flown to Canada or whatever. And yeah. Now, there was re- one really unbelievable part, though. Um, to me, at the very end or near the end, spoiler, but uh, the president machine guns the guy down. Uh, uh, but it's like then the first time he's at, that the president has ever machine gunned someone who has tr- uh, machine gunned down a prisoner. Biden's been president for... Like, not even a month? He's certainly already had some prisoner in a pen that he's gotten to shoot with a machine gun. <laughs> There's no way the, the first time he ever did it was then. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the whole reason you become president. Why else would you be, why else do you run for office? Exactly. Yeah, the, what, <laughs> right. um, ben, you said, uh, like, weird, cool things. And I, again, I think that's what makes it cult. I think that's what makes it badass. And so when you're in a future movie, like future dystopia, you're like, as the viewer, there's certain cues or certain turns that it takes where you just mentally are like, it better be something cool in future. <laughs> and a real small detail right away was when um, uh, they were going to inject a snake. And he's like, we have to give you these shots. And instantly my mind's like, oh, it's the future. Please be something cool. <laughs> but yes, he pulls out these two guns and stabs him in the side of the neck. And I'm like, yes, that's, it. that's how they do it in the future. <laughs> right. In the future, it's huge and cumbersome and directly into your jugular vein. <laughs> Right. right, right. Now, and he got like he was even kind of like looking for a needle or something, Grant. But then, like when that guy's like, he's probably like, I don't know, these are like some kind of army types. <laughs> like, wait a minute, you just let a guy stick him right on your carotid arteries, and then he's like, we just put two things in your carotid arteries. He's like, what? Yeah, I love that yeah. he's uh, he. You know, like you said, he is looking for a needle. Then he picks up two super soakers. And like sideways stabs him in the neck uh, at the same time. Uh, it, it's amazing. Um, that's definitely that's definitely a cue that you can tell you're in the future. Uh, I was gonna say the, uh, the 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 tedious and endless theme song also let me know I was in the future. Uh, no need no need for excitement to get me ready for a movie in the in the future. Uh, apparently it'll come later. Uh, but there was a lot of oh lot the of opening good tech credits. Stuff. Opening credits in the yeah, where it's just black. It was like a bad. That was awful. Uh, <laughs> just black with like uh, some wannabe tranches with, yeah. with Law and Order yes! font. Like it was really 
That, it was the Law and Order theme, like, but if it went on for 15 minutes, that's the opening credits. It, yes, it's like they like they found that out in the dumpster behind the Law and Order lot, and we're like, ooh, we can use this for Honestly, our opening. Watching it, it's like, man, you guys are going to be put off on this right away. Is not another Doctor Detroit? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not another earthquake. <laughs> um, <laughs> Corey, those kids at the end uh, of the droid find at the end, they're like, oh, who's behind this black hole? And it's the wrestler earthquake. And then they have to fight him. <laughs> uh, Corey already pointed out right away the most uh, badass thing in the movie or the coolest weird thing, and that would be the Isaac's Hay- Isaac Hayes' car. Oh, <laughs> that he has uh, chandeliers on it? Yeah. It, the exterior. Wait, isn't it like the exterior? The corners yeah, each the, have like the front headlights. There are two little chandeliers. Like you, like you would oh, have yeah. lanterns hanging on a handsome cab. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I think as a disco ball inside. Yes. Actually. So I'd love, I'd, I'd love to find out. Like you guys seem to have done some research. I'm just guessing. So I'm going to guess that there was a, um, uh, like some whoever the screenwriter was. Uh, their, English was not their first language, and so when they're told, like, you it's know, it's, uh, okay, imagine that his car, you know, like, uh, they've taken over, and they're, they, you know, now the poor are, you know, ha- are living in the wealth of the of the discarded city. Got it. Yes. Discarded wealth. Like old chandeliers. Sure. On the car. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that is my, like I said, up until that point, I was like, this movie is not worth it. I've seen bad movies. And then I got there, I was like, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> Adrian Barbeau's definitely going to be bloodily murdered by a car. Definitely. <laughs> With a knife. So you mentioned uh, cheesy graphics. I actually like the graphics. Like the 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 computer kind of stuff. Mm, the computer mm-hmm. looking kind of stuff. Uh, I like... Because I can understand, like, I, rem- I know what sort of, you know, resources they had in 1981 to make stuff. And so I don't expect it to look like something today. But I really... I liked it, and I I could tell instantly, like, this is not computer graphics because it looks too good. Yes. It looks too smooth and nice, and it's actually a little model with uh, reflective tape on it on all the corners of the of the buildings. Grant, did you see when um, uh, they modeled, like, the president's pod, like, uh, falling into a building when the – so the, the plane crashes into a building, and then his, like, little escape pod goes down? Yeah. That is as good yeah. as the hit to the Death Star uh, described in Star Wars, where they're, like – and a, but a small torpedo blast could start a chain reaction. Um, the, yeah, the graphics yeah. are the same. I mean, that's years later, but still. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars was years earlier is what I mean to say, but still. Yes. I don't know. Some people might uh, be taken out by the, the graphics or something like that, but I don't know. That's not a... Some every once in a while the models like the glider falling off the building or something that it's like eh. yeah model yeah the models can or it can be hit or miss uh, and it's like oh wow everyone all these prisoners are trapped in a matte painting of New York yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wow yeah. yeah like okay but I, I meant specifically the computer graphics I, yes. I thought those were good but then yeah. again I'm also steeped in video games from the 80s constantly so maybe I'm not the right person to be asking. You know, speaking of scenes that are kind of a little eye rolly, uh, they're they're trying to get away in an armored cab, uh, but they get uh, from a mob. They're driving away from a mob, um, and they end up driving up to a. Oh no, it's a big wall of cars. They can't get through it, and the mob's coming at them, and they got to drive through the mob. And everyone in the mob gets one lackluster toss of a rock, and then they're like, "Shit, that's all the prop guy gave me." And everyone looks really confused <laughs> once they've thrown their rock. Yeah. 
<laughs> and to me, it just kind of, uh, I was already steeped in, I was, I was deep into the world already at this point. And so I was like, yeah, that was, that was like, they had to save up for that rock. And they, now they're, <laughs> yes. now they're pissed it didn't work. Okay, yeah. let's talk weapons. How poor they are. Uh, I, I didn't notice this to, uh, until this last time I saw it. So uh, Pliskin gets captured. He wakes up. There's guys with like black, with like a col- bright colored plastic glasses on that are like standing guard over him. Uh, before they're going to put him in the wrestling ring, okay? Uh, and, and they, they're like watching him. Some people have crossbows, but like the main guy who they show him staring at him, nothing really happens. I don't know. They know to introduce the character when he's walking away. He has a mace. He's got a club <laughs> with like spiked. He has a medieval mace. <laughs> it's the future. Well, also it's like they've scavenged around New York. Okay. Yeah. yeah they put some bows yeah, together. Sorry. They got some guns. Um, spiked baseball bats. No, that guy has a medieval mace. He like went right to the Ren Fair. He's like, nope, got this. Uh, anyway, <laughs> do you hear the apocalypse is on? We're going down to uh, loot the food. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the Natural History Museum. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, it. Ah, that's yeah. great. Speaking of spiked bats, the um, there's a moment where Kurt Russell has to fight a gigantic human being. Um, kept, I assume, only for the purposes of beating people down with a bat. Oh, yeah. Um, so they get into the ring, and they, they treat it as there's rules. Of, like, <laughs> we know how to do bat ball. Yeah. Um, Round two is spike bats and trash can lids. Everybody knows. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching them beat each other with bats, and I was like, everyone in the audience has a shiv. How are there not? And then round two comes up, and it's spiked bats. I was like, I see. We build up to it. Yeah. That was just that was, that was a mood boost to the, uh, to the, to the bloody spike death. Uh, I just want to I want to wrap this up uh, with on, on a positive note that sometimes you know the world looks bleak sometimes the future looks bleak uh, sometimes then you watch a movie like this and you might be tempted to think that ah well that's the direction that we're heading in but there's a ray of hope in this movie and that hope is there's is twofold it is cabbie in the brain for dumb shits like us. Nerds with no warlord skills, which we have covered in episode like 31 or something. Somewhere in the early 30s, we have covered this. There's no hope, but yes, there is. We all just have to learn how to make gasoline, guys. It will save us. As long as as we strike oil in downtown Manhattan, we're good. Yes, but we have to learn how to refine it. You got to make some gasoline for the Duke. Somehow the brain just keeps getting gas, and he's got a fucking pump in his living room. It's under the library. Only the nerds will look in the library. It'll be the last place those jocks look. So uh, that's probably where there's oil. Learn. There's books there to teach you how to refine it. Um, or just uh, you can be like the cabbie. Just have a, a good attitude and uh, drive people around, probably drinking piss, Molotov cocktailing random gang people, checking out some show tunes. The future's bright, guys. There's hope for us all. Well, little Cam Travis, if you have any good homemade recipes for gasoline, let us know. <laughs> Email us at free legal advice podcast at, at gmail.com. Yep. And to check out all of our uh, medieval uh, uh, style maces that we are fashioning now for the upcoming apocalypse, uh, you can check out pictures of them on Instagram. We are free legal advice podcast. And like Grant always says about our Twitter feed, you may remember it best as Sergeant Fatso Judson and From Here to Eternity. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Free Legal Pod. Uh, and if you like the show, you've got 24 hours to save the president before your neck explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like the show, it's probably fine. 
We were probably bluffing. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 58. We might not have to go on. We've pretty much solved it with fluoride, although at my, the second ingredient speaks for itself. Jews, mm-hmm. self-explanatory. Right. Don't need Don't to need get into that. Further than that. Uh, and then the color Are you purple. talking about like the, the visible light spectrum the, or that movie? No, the movie, the movie, the movie starring <laughs> Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Wait, was that Whoopi or Oprah? It's both. Oh, okay. I think. Well, actually, that's the, that's my conspiracy. Is they're the same person? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's think dive about into, it. I want to think let's about it. Dive into Damn the it. conspiracy that when was the last time the you person. saw them in the same place at the same time? <laughs> what? Probably the never. Fuck? Hey, you know what happens what if you change? Fuck? If you rearrange the letters, Whoopi Goldberg, it spells Oprah is actually me. God damn! I am Lord Oprah. It's. <laughs> I think I'm it's, Oprah. We. I think it's Oprah Sump Chimp Hat. Yes, Oprah. <laughs> Fuck, man! I was trying to figure out, like, okay, vi- purple, violet, where it is on the electromagnetic spectrum, the frequency. The no, it's just right there it's in the, the goddamn yeah. anagram. It's right. Of it's right I am there. Lord Oprah. Yes. With Whoop- if you uh, rearrange mm-hmm. the letters in Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Well, yeah. Whoopi Lord Goldberg equals. <laughs> yeah, she's rubbing it right <laughs> in her fucking face, flaunting, hiding in plain sight. Yeah, how how many O's are in Whoopi Goldberg? Three. Boom. Wow. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Do I have to paint you a people a picture? Yeah. Sorry for ruining your earphones when we blew your mind just now. <laughs> but wake the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Turn internet over.